It's a party in the front, not in the back. I'm Dustin Harder, and this is Keep On Cooking. Hello there, and welcome to Keep On Cooking, the podcast dedicated to plant-based cookbooks and learning more about the authors who wrote those cookbooks. I'm so glad you could join us this week for a brand new episode, and I can't smile without you. I'm here with my husband and producer of the podcast, Mr. Rossetti. I can't smile without you, babe. How are you? Oh, thanks, babe. Uh, I'm doing great, and uh, kudos to anybody who can give us the name of that tune oh. or, or um not the name of that tune because i think the that singer? is the, but the singer the singer hit us hit us on the dms well um do you know that song i uh i i uh, i sang that because do you remember why that's special i sure do i sang <laughs> it like for i you. hope you remember I, uh, I sang it for you at uh fire island yeah yes. which sounds like we weren't we, we, we were not those gays i mean or Nothing against those gays, but no, no, we no. say Fire Island. We've been there maybe two or three times, and it was twice. more twice, twice, twice. Yeah, I think. <laughs> but one time twice. I sang in like a little cabaret, and yeah, I well, both times. That's why we went because mm-hmm. you got like a little cabaret and did that, and you surprised me with that song. Mm-hmm. Also, so. no judgment to anyone going to Fire Island all the no time. Judgment. We were just setting it straight that we don't have thousands and trillions of dollars to like rent, rent a, a place house off Fire. Like- <laughs> That's more Party. so the myth we were trying yes, to make sure exactly. it was understood here that we don't actually have that money. <laughs> uh, what do we eat this week? Anything notable? <sighs> maybe, what maybe not. Eat? I don't no. know. I made some gluten-free chocolate chip cookies and gluten-free Those pizza delicious. for uh-huh. our friend Jen. Holla. Friend hey, of the Jen. pod. Hey, Jen. Hey, Jen. Friend of the pod. Y'all, she has a podcast. 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 Podcast called Dumb Love. Dumb uh, Love. It's not your typical uh, true crime uh, podcast. What it really is is dumb love stories. And her and her uh, co-host Sally Brooks give like a fun sort of like uh, twist on both worlds. So like things people do when they're in love. So there's always like a scary story. And then there's a really like fun love story that they finish Sweet it off and with. Yeah. Story. Yeah. So they, they give you both worlds there. Um, it's a fun little twist. Cause most things are like true crimey when they tell stories like that. Or just and one or the other. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool. Uh, What's that? Shout out to them. Shout out to the Dumb Love Podcast with Sally Brooks and Jen O'Neill Smith. Super funny gals, uh, comedians, and all around uh, just great podcasters. So give that one a, a listen. A fun thing happened this week. What? My book came. I got oh the my gosh. copy of my new book, Epic Vegan, Quick and Easy. After a couple days of, of anxious waiting. Yeah, bless my publisher. Nobody's in the office right now. So they were like, oh, a few advanced copies came. We're going to send one out to you. And then they were <laughs> like, the whole weekend passed by. And David and I were like, where is it? Where like every time it? the ring went off on the door, we were like, where is it? What's happening? And um, when I emailed uh, the marketing manager, he's like, oh, I don't have the tracking because I wasn't at the office. And then the, on that Monday, I was like, what happened? He's like, oh, things aren't going out as fast because of COVID, but you should get it any day. So anyways, we for, got it. Yeah. For like four days, we thought we were getting it. We didn't. Then we got it. And it's beautiful. And I can't wait for it you all to beautiful. see it. Pre-order now. Yes. Give it a pre-order. And don't Pause forget. Pause this episode right now <laughs> and go pre-order this amazing book. Yes. And uh, we'll talk more about some pre-order incentives. Uh, maybe at the end of this episode, we'll tell you a little bit more what you get if you do or pre-order my book quick and easy. Ooh. But we're here to talk about Gina Fontana of... <gasps> 
Healthy Little Vittles. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, healthylittlevittles.com, her blog. And then also that's Healthy Little Vittles on Instagram. This is Moon Milk, 55 plant-based recipes for a good night's sleep. Now, why is this episode all about moon milk? Uh, because I wanted to like shake it up, right? Yeah. Like we do a lot of episodes on comfort food or whole food plant-based or, you know, vegan baking and just all that stuff, right? And this one has such a nice little niche and um, the book is beautiful and Gene is so lovely and David and I tried some of the moon milks from here and it's just a really, just a fun take on, you know, moon milk is milk that helps you sleep essentially, calms your your nerves. And I will say those like couple times that we did it, I think we did kind of like... I don't know, like three days in a row. Like yeah. it was nice to like, you know, you like made it and then we kind of like sat down. We turned everything off. We put electronics uh-huh. away and we just sat and sipped moon like milk. Sipped it was it, really cute. It was like, oh, that's delicious and talked about it. And I mean, I will say that like I, it, it did help me kind of like fall asleep. Me too. Pretty seamless. So let's, uh, I'm going to hand you the book right now. Go okay. ahead and let's do a little book flip flip through there. Book flip. We already talked about, uh, oh, what's that? Oh, that's lavender. Mm, you would like that. No, no, I for sure would like that. Oh, it's so It's cute. so pretty her, too. She's got all these really, really ridiculous. great pictures. I we talk in the interview a little bit about like I'm like, it must have been difficult because liquid photographing liquid is like such a hard thing over and over. But well, anyway. sure, and with stuff yeah. in it, and yeah. you don't want it bleeding. She know, has a rather stuff. impressive mug collection now. She oh, says. I, I bet. Uh, like us. Um, so what do we got? Another one. Ooh, white chocolate. Oh, straight, straight up, up white chocolate. Straight up white chocolate. And that has the dried rose petals yes and it's got the cacao butter in it i'm sure which is something that cacao cacao but gina and i discuss in the uh, interview as well cacao butter and how delicious and silky and creamy it is Ooh, pistachio lemon all right i can get on board with that here for that a little very pistachio like italian. lemon that feels very like italian pistachio yes. lemon that sounds amazing antioxidant Ooh. and then this one's peeking out to me oh cinnamon muscle milk Ooh, some muscle oh. milk now honey for yous looking for gains and grains <laughs> bro bra bro cinnamon cin- oh sorry cinnamon oh muscle cinnamon. milk i see what she did cinnamon. there i see what you did there gina muscle milk that's great so cute yeah and then we've got um uh, uh the ones we tried as well um, we made the golden milk, I remember, and we made the white chocolate raspberry. White chocolate and raspberry. I thought we did make another one, but I can't remember which one. Maybe we only made two and we had like, we did like, uh, we did mark a bunch of pages to make yes. more. Yes. So we're definitely going to make more, but, um, I made that white chocolate raspberry cause my honey loves white chocolate raspberry. I sure do. Um, but her name is Gina Fontana and is, she created healthy little vittles, a food blog. She is a recipe developer, food photographer, author, and certified health coach. Gina's blog, uh, focuses on gluten-free vegan plant-based recipes that anyone will enjoy. Uh, she expands on this in your interview. Um, but her blog uh, started after she was diagnosed with thyroid disease. Yes, and she was hopeful not only to inspire others on their own journey to better health, but also to help hold herself accountable with this blog. That's why she started it. I really enjoyed talking with Gina, and I think y'all will enjoy this special treat as we focus in on plant-based moon milk. Here she is, Gina Fontana. We're here with the author of Moon Milk, 55 Plant-Based Recipes for a Good Night's Sleep, Gina Fontana. How are you doing? Hello, I'm great. How are you? I am fantastic. We're going to dive right in with the icebreaker question, get to know you a little more, and possibly maybe someone who has influenced you a little. (laughs) Sure. Uh, What is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? 
Oh, gosh. Over the years, I've been given some great advice. But one thing that I always remember is my grandpa always used to say to me, all work and no play makes Gina a dull girl. And I just thought that was always so interesting. Um, And thinking back now, I must have like, I'm just, I'm a really hard worker and I have a hard time like stopping, like telling Uh myself to stop, you know, stay up like late working on my homework or my art projects or or whatever. Um, And so that always rings in my, in my head, you know, because I find when I don't rest, my creativity becomes dull Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, I become stressed and anxious. And so uh, that is, I think to this day, probably still one of the greatest pieces of advice I've been given. So well, I'd imagine too, because I, 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 you, you seem to do a lot of freelancing stuff, and so you sort of probably keep going at your your own pace, which is probably full speed ahead. And you have to remind yourself of this and be like, "Hey, take a play day, take a rest day, or like chill out for a minute, so you can sort of recharge." Right? Absolutely. When I take a day off, I feel like I should be doing something, know. you know, related to to work. <laughs> yeah. You know, even though I have two kids at home, so I technically never get a sure. break. But you know, sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know it's hard, especially yeah, when you're you run your own schedule and you just don't have those nine to five hours, you know, you just keep going. Yeah. And there's so. always a to-do list on the back of my brain. It always seems that's like, do this, do this. Yes. You, even when you pause, you're like, but that's there waiting for me. I know it's there, but yeah, work yep. in progress. Mm-hmm. I got to take my play days too. Um, yeah. Some of the advice I've gotten, one thing always sticks out for me uh, after I finished culinary school, I did an internship with Chloe Coscarelli and I was talking to her about, you know, everything I wanted to do with the vegan roadie and all that. And she just stopped and she was like, you just have to do it. It's a good idea. You have to do it now. Like if you have an idea, you have to go for it. And she was so like charged up in this way that was like, I was looking at her and she was doing all these things and, and creating all these things. And I was like, well, clearly that's the attitude to have, just go for it and do it. And it wasn't matter, a matter of like, will this be a big success or will it fail? It was just like, you just have to do it. You're not going to know unless you do it. So yeah. I kind of try and take that with me everywhere I go, but, um, you know, absolutely yes. push, pushing yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so as I mentioned, you're, freelancing a lot. I don't know if that's the correct word for what you do, but you're a certified health coach, food blogger, photographer, and author of the book Moon Milk, as mentioned. Before we dive into Moon Milk, can you tell us a little bit about how your path started with food and nutrition? Yeah, so I'll try to keep it relatively short, but... um, (laughs) Growing up, I had all sorts of health issues. I would go to all these doctors and nobody would diagnose me with anything. Um, And so there became a point in my life where I became tired of going to these doctors, you know, for them just to tell me that basically nothing was wrong with me. Um, And so, you know, I I went to high, uh, high school and college and I just kind of, you know, I guess um, accepted that I just wasn't going to feel well, you know? Um, and so, uh, then, uh, you know, I got married and we moved to, um, Texas and, uh, um, we, uh, attended a church, uh, there and they, um, part- partook in something called, um, like fasting and prayer. Um, and so my husband and I decided to do it. Uh, and we did the Daniel fast, which is basically you eat, nothing but fruits and vegetables and like nuts and seeds, um, for 21 days. And that was the like aha moment for me, uh, within the first week, all my symptoms were gone. Wow. Um, and I felt amazing. And so obviously something in my brain sparked like, Oh my gosh, like Mm -hmm. this has something to do with what I'm eating. 
Um, and so, you know, after the 21 days was over, I went back to, you know, eating quote unquote, you know, regular food. And again, my symptoms returned. And so then I knew for sure I had to keep a diet journal and really dig deeper into what was causing my symptoms. Um, and the first thing I cut out, I had a friend there who uh, had celiac disease and she said, why don't you try cutting gluten out? And so I did that first, felt amazing. Um, and then it just kind of snowballed from there. I started uh, a different blog than what I have now um, as more of just a hobby to hold myself accountable. Um, but also I did want to help other people out there. It was difficult, you know, getting started. I didn't know that there were health coaches, um, sure. you know, and I didn't. I didn't want to pay for, you know, a dietitian or something like that, um, or go back to school for four more years to become a dietitian. So, um, I started just cutting, uh, you know, foods out, keeping diet journals and noticing my symptoms. Um, I cut out, uh, dairy shortly after, and then I started cutting out eggs. Um, and I just kept feeling better and better. And, uh, then I got pregnant with my son and, um, I was still eating meat at the time. And, uh, I would, when I would nurse him and I would eat meat, I would notice that he would be super fussy. Um, and he would have almost like colic. So I said, okay, let me, tr let me try and cut meat out and see if that helps. And that not only ha helped him, but I also felt better too. And so that kind of started my whole plant-based journey. So, um, uh, and then I decided to go back, um, to just, see if this is something that I wanted to do to become a health coach. Um, so I did the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And so I became a certified health coach through there and um, started my blog. And um, I love health coaching. I love all that um, comes along with it. But I really enjoy what I really enjoy most is the recipe development um, and the photography, the creative side behind it. And so that's what I focus on now, but I'm hoping to kind of coach through my recipes um, and kind of lead people in a healthier lifestyle that way and show people that you can still enjoy wonderful, delicious foods just in a different way. Nice. Yeah, to me, that's all part of it. I mean, you're sort of combining all of your education and in, in integrative nutrition and, and all that stuff like that with that. So I think certainly your coaching yeah. will continue onward. What's amazing to me when I hear that story is what we all sort of do, right? That thing of like, we just accept the bad feelings we have in our body when we eat certain foods. Mm -hmm. Like, and we yeah. just, we just sort of blow it off, even though, and then we'll, it'll be consistent for weeks. You'll be like, gosh, I wonder what that is. And then even sometimes when you know what it is, you're like, oh, well, I just feel that way because of this, you know, and we can make these shifts and adjustments that really benefit our bodies, not just things that we don't even, the benefits, the long-term benefits that we're not even necessarily feeling in the moment, but like just, you know, whether it's it, your fussy child when you're breastfeeding or yourself, you're feeling how you're feeling for yourself. I mean, that's really uh, amazing that when you were breastfeeding, you discovered that that's crazy to me. Yeah, that was like, that was like another like aha moment. Um, and I, I've always been very, very picky about eating like animals, uh, like growing up. I just, I was never a fan, like a fan of it. Sure. Um, but that's, you know, that's just what my family did, right? That, I mean, you eat what you're served. So, exactly. um, yeah. And so, you know, then, that kind of just opened my eyes. I mean, my, it's, it's very interesting. My son still does not like to eat meat. Um, and so obviously we don't, we don't force him to, but I just think that's so interesting. There's gotta be something, you know, to, to that, like how his biological makeup is. I, yeah. he just doesn't, I don't know. He just doesn't like it or, or there's plenty of other 
you know, protein options out there um, that are plant-based, you know, I just, what do you the, mean? Yeah, was, where do vegans get their protein? <laughs> All sorts of ways. All sorts of ways. That's exactly right. Oh my goodness. Oh, well, I love it. You have a gorgeous blog called Healthy Little Vittles. Now I know you had one previously, but this is the current one, Healthy Little Vittles. Yes. Uh, and it's where everyone can find all sorts of wonderful gluten-free plant-based recipes. You can, of course, see uh, everyone listening. You can see Gina's gorgeous photos at Healthy Little Vittles on Instagram. She does all the photography. You do all that photography, right? I do. It's so good. Are you a self-taught photographer or did you take courses or how did this work out for you? Because you really take some amazing photos. Oh, thank you so much. It's, you know, it's always a work in progress. I'm always learning that as well. Um, and so I'm, I'm mostly self-taught. I did take a photography course uh, when, when we were down in Texas um, at like a local college, but um, that was just a broad like intro to your camera sure. and and stuff like that. So, but, um, I took actually, uh, foodography school, um, uh, I think it was three years ago now, which really helped kind of, um, because it's a food specific course. Okay. Um, so that really helped, uh, kind of hone in on, um, how to take specific food photography. Um, and then it also is a great, it was a great resource for me to turn this into a business. You know, at the time I was still just doing this as like a hobby. Um, you know, cause having a newborn wasn't, wasn't enough for me to do, you know? <laughs> so, so I had a newborn and I was starting a business at the same time, but anyways, um, I, so yeah, so that, that course really helped me, um, as well. And honestly, just practice, practice, practice. Sure. So mm -hmm. are you, how long have you had the healthy little vittles, uh, blog? Um, I think in either April or May, it'll be four years. Amazing. And blogs yeah. are an intense thing to keep up and running. So congratulations to you. For sure. Really Thank have some you. great content on it. Yeah, for sure. Now, are you a big cookbook person? Do you remember what your first dedicated gluten-free vegan cookbook was? You know what? This is so funny. <laughs> my first my first cookbook when I first started was Chloe's book, her first her first cookbook. Oh, nice. I, I think it's Chloe's kitchen, Chloe's kitchen. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. And I was like, I, her avocado, like pasta, pesto pasta, mm -hmm. I think was like the first thing I was like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. That <laughs> so, is a really great book for people just getting into vegan food. It was one of the yeah. first ones in my collection too. Everything is so easy to make and so delicious. Yeah, for sure. And then it just kind of, uh, Elena's pantry was another another big resource for me. Um, is that now? Is that a cookbook? I've never heard of that one. Yeah, she uh, she has a blog. I don't know if she's still doing it or not. Okay. Um, but she had like a she had a book. These are just the ones that I remember. This was like six or seven years ago, sure. mind you. I don't remember what I did yesterday. So <laughs> <laughs> you're not alone. Yeah, but um, there's that one and what other one did I do? Uh, Minimalist Baker was always okay. a big resource for me and yeah so great. and then yeah. I just started honestly I don't follow really that much you know cookbooks anymore I I, sure. I just love ex experimenting in the kitchen and seeing what what happens seeing so. what happens sometimes it's yeah. a disaster sometimes it's a masterpiece <laughs> yes yeah right? and sometimes you 
think it's going to be a disaster and it turns into a masterpiece. Uh-huh. That's the that's the best. That is the <laughs> so. best one. Yeah. Well, speaking of masterpieces, if you ask me, let's chat Moon Milk. Now, can you fill your listener the uh, our listeners in here on exactly what Moon Milk is? Yeah, so Moon Milk um is it's it's yeah. If you've ever heard of like the tradition of like drinking warm milk before bedtime to help you sleep at night, it's basically based off of that, but it's an Ayurvedic practice um, that was founded as like an Indian medical um, system thousands of years ago. So, um, you know, you would put more, you would pair warm milk with, you know, spices, different spices to kind of help you sleep at night. Um, and so that's the premise of where moon milk came from. And then it became super trendy and, and popular maybe a couple years ago again. And, uh, you know, I kind of jumped on it and the, I got approached to do a book about it. So, um, and I'm super passionate about, you know, obviously health and wellness. And sure. so I think it, it fit perfectly. So, um, yeah, it was a fun project for me to work on. Now, were you posting a lot of things about moon milk and that's when you got approached or had you done a couple things and you were like, sure, I'll expand on this. I'll do a bunch of recipes. Yeah, that's exactly what happened actually. So I posted a picture of, uh, it's actually the unicorn moon milks, uh, in the book. Um, it's, it's just three different moon milks and I set up some flowers around it and took a picture and posted it on Instagram. And, and then I got um, contacted by a publisher in London actually um, to write this book. And I said, yeah, I would, I would love to explore and learn more about it and um, do a whole book of recipes. I love that. It's great too. Yeah. And there's, um, it's so funny. My mom, I remember <clears throat> as a kid, she gave me warm milk a couple of times when I couldn't sleep. And I was like, I don't understand yeah. this. And as I got older, I, I had a memory of this and you'd seen bits in, in TV here and there would be like, Oh, drink some warm milk in a TV show or something. If someone's trying to get to sleep, their mother would uh-huh. give them warm milk or something. I was like, I just don't understand this. And yeah. this book helped me understand it more. And uh, can you talk a little bit more about the benefits of moon milk? Yeah. So. Um, in my book, obviously all of the milk is not real milk. It's just plant-based milks. And there's definitely some health benefits to those as well. Traditionally milk contains, uh, like a chemical that, that is supposedly supposed to help you sleep. Um, I don't know the, I don't talk about it in my book, so I don't know the exact name of it. Because you're not talking about dairy milk in that book. No, no, I'm not. Yeah. So, but in my book, I pair plant-based milks with, um, certain herbs and spices that will promote you um, to sleep better or to relax, um, which obviously we know if we're relaxed, we'll sleep better. Um, It's kind of like tea, but um, you get to choose kind of which spices and herbs you want to want to put in your moon milk. Um, And so I have, you know, 55 different recipes in here of of ingredients that I use that um, can help you kind of relax. I mean, I know, I think we all know, you know, chamomile and lavender kind of help us um, just wind down and relax. And so there's a, you know, there's a moon milk of lavender and chamomile in here. Um, and so, yeah, so, and, and I pair it with, you know, plant-based milk so that um, anyone can enjoy, um, you know, the benefits of, 
of these moon milks. It's um, all inclusive. I love that. Yeah, very <laughs> much so. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. I we did the golden milk and it had turmeric in it too. So immediately too, I was thinking with that, I'm like, oh, it's uh, you know inflammation. I'm thinking on that. It's, it's yeah. good for stuff like that too. So I feel like with all these different herbs and things, you're sort of getting getting different benefits along with the relaxation as well. Did yes. you start incorporating moon milks into you? Like, are they in your routine, or do you have one just when you're feeling particularly stressed, or like what? What's a, what's a, when do you turn to the moon milk? Yeah, I think if I've like had a hard day and I'm, I'm really just like, I've been working up until like, you know, dinner time or my kids are extra crazy, you know, I will just pour myself a nice, you know, moon milk and just kind of relax before bedtime. Um, There's just something comforting about it, even, you know, just relaxing and enjoying a nice warm, especially in the wintertime. We have a ton of snow here, so oh, especially so in the jealous. winter. I'm so oh, jealous. We're are. in Atlanta. I know I'm. It's weird. I'm jealous of snow, but like I'm from Michigan originally. I lived in New York the last twenty years, and now we're in Atlanta for the first like it's our yeah. second year here. And like I'm like, oh, I do miss a good snowfall. But I will say, last night my husband and I did the white raspberry one, and it is that thing of like you kind of like you it you if you. I, I, we sort of, it, it felt like a little ritual around it. Like we made it and then we like, you know, turned off the TV and we sat and talked for like a half hour and just sipped on moon milk. And it was a nice little like connect and like, you know, just, just a good like wind down before we walked the dog and went to bed. You know, it was really nice. Yeah. Oh, good. That's so, that's so nice. That makes me happy to hear that. So, oh, yeah. 100%. This book altogether, it immediately relaxes me before I even have a sip of the actual moon milk though, because you give a very straightforward approach to crafting the moon milk in the beginning of the book. You literally walk through the steps from heating the milk, adding the ingredients and blending and frothing. I like this approach with everything in the beginning. Ultimately it's all milk and with the add-ins. So having this base in the front of the book is helpful as opposed to lengthy list of directions and each recipe. Did you know that's how you were going to sort of go about this from the beginning that you'd give that base like instruction and then recipes that followed where you didn't have to keep repeating that same thing? Yeah, I think uh, the publisher and I had talked about it. I mean, basically the recipes are, are the same. I mean, they're, they're based upon the same thing. I mean, it's the same thing, different flavors, different benefits. Um, So, you know, we talked about yeah, I mean, just just writing that all in the beginning, telling people how to do it, and then getting straight to the recipes in the back, and then and then talking about some of the benefits that that particular moon milk um, could offer. And so, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed the way that they approached the book and, and laid it out. Um, and I'm glad that you noticed that and that you like that as well. Yeah, I did. I definitely did. Yeah. And I do like that it gives you a little more space on the page too. First of all, I look at the recipe then I don't feel overwhelmed because there's not a bunch of instructions. So that is part yeah. of the relaxing part. And then also it's very, um, it gives you a little more room to talk about the benefits, which I thought was cool. Uh, and I have enjoyed my husband. And I, like I said, we've had a couple from here. The golden milk was one I pointed out. Um, that started out with almond milk, cardamom, turmeric, uh, cinnamon, ginger, maple syrup, cacao butter, and a pinch of salt y'all it was so smooth and luscious with this just like subtle hints of spice uh because i felt like it was spiced perfectly like the amounts that you chose and i actually i literally felt i hadn't had moon milk 
as, as I never knew it to be that, but I hadn't had it in some time. And we had this one a few days ago and I hadn't actually felt the relaxation like that. Um, and as I was sipping it, I was like, oh, this is what it is. Like, I get it. Cause you talk about the relaxation in the beginning of the book. And I was like, I feel totally chill right now. You yeah. know, it was good. It was perfect. <laughs> good. It was like, it, yeah. was, it was easy breezy. Uh, <laughs> and sometimes we just said cacao butter for everyone out there. Some people see that in recipes and they immediately think butter. That's not vegan. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, when they see the word. So we assure you, everyone, it is vegan. I love cacao butter. I keep some in my freezer. I use it in ice creams and white chocolate cheesecake I make. Can you elaborate mm. on its uses uh, for you and moon milks for our listeners? Yeah. So um, basically, it's just it's it's I, I like to use raw cacao butter, um, but it's it's in chocolate, <laughs> you know, sure. um, yeah. yeah. And, you know, people don't pay attention to that part right but it's basically <laughs> it's it's basically chocolate without the, the chocolate exactly <laughs> so, yeah um but yeah it's it's one of my favorite it adds like a good it's a good like healthy fat um and i don't know i just i started adding it adding it in i don't remember exactly why the first time i added it in but i love the flavor of it it makes it kind of extra creamy um and, you know, it adds some of those benefits, um, the good fats. And, um, and so, uh, yeah, which is important, I think, for, for vegans to have in their diet as well. Absolutely. So, I added yeah. it to ice cream a while back and it blew my mind. I was like, what is happening Yeah, here? Uh, Yeah, and, that's and, a good idea. Well, it helps with the texture too because, you know, it firms up then when it, it – it, uh, Yeah, it you're right. It reconstitutes itself. Uh now, what? Where do you source your uh, cacao butter? Do you like? Do you order it online? Is there a place near? Do you go to like a health food store? Like, where do you find it at? I think that'll help. I usually just yeah. I usually just buy it on Amazon, honestly. Sure. Um, but there are some places, different brands that have it. Like uh, Nutiva, I think, um, makes uh, raw cacao butter. Um, but again, I probably just buy it on Amazon. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one of mine from the book that I've tried. Can you give me like one or two of yours? And then maybe I'll think of another one of mine, but one or two of your favorites in the book and maybe what their health benefits are. Sure. Um, so oh, this is a hard decision. <laughs> um, I actually really like the ashwagandha. <laughs> and you're like, um, what? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you just call me? Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is something I actually discovered when I was making the book. Um, ashwagandha is actually a plant um, and it's known as an adaptogen. And I know adaptogens are kind of gaining traffic and more popularity uh, because they're plants or herbs that are known to help balance our hormones and our adrenal system, um, which then in turn uh, helps your body adapt to what your body needs. So like if you're stressed, it's good to kind of in include more of these adaptogens into your, into your diet to help you relax. Um, and so that one was one of my favorite, um, obviously because it's known for relaxation. Um, and so I, it's a simple, straightforward, straight up, like relaxing moon milk. Um, and it kind of tastes like a subtle eggnog. So if you're like an eggnog fan, um, that one's a good one to try. Oh, my husband will love that one. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, I really liked the roasted dandelion one. 
too. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of dandelion tea, um, also for its, you know, health benefits, but I really like the kind of like nutty, almost coffee-ish flavor, um, that roasted dandelion has. And so I wanted to create a moon milk from it. Um, you know, some people, you know, just see those pesky little weeds in their yard, you know, and they're like, (laughs) oh, let's get rid of these things. But no, they actually have been used for centuries for their medicinal properties. Um, And so they're a good source of potassium, which also helps you to relax. Um, And so instead of like a tea, I made it, you know, more of like a creamy um, moon milk roasted. So the roasted dandelion is another one of my favorites. We're going through everyone just so you're listening right now. And you know, I usually go through everything by chapter, but this is 55 recipes and it goes straight through. So that's why I'm asking Gina to sort of give a shout out to some of her favorites. Um, because honestly, I do have to say though too, Gina, like I'm just flipping through these photos are so gorgeous. I don't, I would think it would be very difficult to be like, oh, is there a photo for every single recipe? First of all, let me ask you that. There is. Oh yes. my goodness. So already <laughs> I'm just thinking, how complicated is that? But then pair it with the fact that every, it's all liquid. You're photographing all liquid. You know, that that's a complicated yes. thing in itself. So, I mean, kudos to you for that. They're all just like styled so beautifully and like great use of the ingredients around them and everything. But it makes me flip through and I'm like, oh, I'm going to make that one. And then I want to try that one. And then I'll do that one later. It's so Aww. good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it was very challenging trying to think of 55 different ways to photograph essentially the same thing. So, oh. um, yeah, but, you know, like you said, like there's different ingredients in them. Like the cotton candy picture is probably one of my favorites. Do you know um, what page that's on? I want to look at it. Right yeah, now. it's at 103, page 103. Ooh. I just, I mean, it's pink. I mean, what's not to love, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, and then, oh, that's gorgeous. That's exactly. And there's right. no, co- there's no cotton candy actually in the beverage, well, but you know, I right, I use cotton candy around. It tastes like it, you know. But I found pink cotton candy at a store, and I was like, oh, I have to use this in my picture yes, to kind absolutely. of, yeah, bring the feel of cotton candy. So, um, but yeah, so that's actually another one of my favorites. Um, it's a, again, there's no cotton candy in it, but it's, it tastes kind of, you know, a little sweet and, um, surprisingly there's some of those health benefits for you too. And so, and that one, and that one's a, that one's a fun one. So. One of the ones I love, I like, uh, you do keep it fun and light in this book in many instances. And there's the, the one, uh, or it's the first recipe actually in the book. It's the cake batter moon milk. Cake batter. Yes. That oh, one goodness. was a good one. Can you tell us more about the cake batter moon milk? Yeah, that one was a piece of cake. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yes. I'll take it. I know. I'm a big nerd. It's all right. Well done. Um, <laughs> um, but anyway, so this one, um, this one actually has hemp milk in it. Um, oh, all right. Yeah, which uh, is a little bit different. I don't use hemp milk in a lot of the recipes uh, in the book, but this one does. Um, and I chose to include include hemp milk in this because um, it's a good source of protein. Um, and again, it has that you know cacao butter, which is you know rich in antioxidants and those essential fatty acids, um, which are also you know like you said, good for inflammation sure. and good for our heart. Um, and so. Uh, yeah, so those are, that's pretty much cake batter. If you feel like you want to add some, you know, whipped cacao butter on top or some whipped coconut milk on top, then you just go right for it, you know. Whipped <laughs> um, cacao butter? How do you do yeah. that? Um, you know, you just kind of melt it. Melt and, it and, and then whip it up? 
Yeah. Oh, that sounds delicious. I didn't even think of ever doing that. You're a magician. Oh, no. It's, it's mostly, <laughs> most, mostly by accident. <laughs> ah, that's funny. Oh, well, okay. So give us two more of your favorites. Let's, like, let's chat about two more that you love in this book. Okay. Two more. Let's see. Um, I really actually, so the most surprising one that I liked was the carrot cake one, actually. Um, this one was just kind of an idea that I had in my head and I wasn't sure that I was going to like it. I'm not a huge, (laughs) I'm not a huge carrot fan. Um, I don't know why I just always seem to forget about carrots. Um, (laughs) it looks so good. I just turned to it right now. Yeah, on page one ten. Let me get yes. to it. Um, and so that one was that one was definitely one of the ones where I was like, "Huh, I actually really like this one." So if you're a carrot fan, you're gonna love this one. Um, the only thing that's a little challenging about this one is I use carrot powder, um, which sure. if you I kind of go over that in the beginning of the book too. If you want to make your own carrot powder, like if you can't find it online or in your or at a health store, um, you can make your own by you know roasting or dehydrating um, you know fruits and vegetables and then grinding them up into powders. Um, but that's that's the only thing with this one is you is the carrot powder might be a little difficult to find, but you can make your own. Just you know, carrots are obviously readily available at the store. Right. So right. Um, yeah, but I, I really I really liked this one. Um, that's just one that always I'm always like, huh, that was really good. Well, gosh, I'm looking um, at all so, these two, yeah. and I'm thinking you must have stocked your prop closet up with so many cups and mugs during this photo shoot for the for this book. I did. I went on a mug shopping spree. I went to <laughs> the thrift the thrift store uh-huh. uh, like by my house. I was like, you know, I got some really pretty mugs at the thrift store um and so yeah i was i was trying to mix it up and not use all the same the good thing about using you know the white cups is a white cup is a white cup right Right, you know so i try to keep it neutral but yeah but i mixed in some pink cups and some um different you know glass cups and stuff so yeah so pretty everything's so good okay what's another one that you love thanks um let's see so this one's in in, in a very interesting one um it is the charcoal ah, activated yes. charcoal. Oh that. yes, this is an this is an interesting one because it's black, and <laughs> people are like, "Ooh, I don't know if I, I can drink right. a black drink." Right. <laughs> but, but okay, and we're not talking about you know the charcoal that you use to light your barbecue, people. So right. yeah, don't don't go out and buy that kind of charcoal. <laughs> <laughs> to clarify, <laughs> but, yes. Yes, to clarify, but um, so actually, you, it's this has become pretty trendy too. Um, a lot of people have been uh, including activated charcoal either in like pill form or powder form. Um, it's because it's known for its uh, detoxification effects on the body, um, and so uh, basically, what it is, it's a, a fine black powder that's made from charred coconut shells, mostly. Um, and they're processed at very high temperatures and then they, and they grind them up and it makes this activated charcoal powder. Um, and what it does is superfood. Uh, it's been deemed a superfood. Um, it's helps to trap toxins in your body and helps you eliminate them before your body has a chance to like absorb them. So some people swear that it's a good um, help with like hangovers or <laughs> <laughs> just down some 
charcoal moon milk, you know, sure. before you go to bed. Sure. But, um, but yeah, so that one is, that one's very interesting. Um, and it's, it's relatively tasteless. So, um, you know, it doesn't have like a, this strange, weird flavor. It tastes right. just like your milk. It doesn't milk taste and, like charcoal. You're telling everyone. It no, it does not like taste. No, no. That's good. That's good. Um, but yeah, I use, I actually use charcoal toothpaste. It's supposed to help whiten your teeth. Oh, I've and, seen that. Does it yeah. work? How do you feel about it? I, I think so. I okay. mean, I think my teeth look pretty good. So. All right. I'm, I'm curious <laughs> but, about it. I might get on board with that. Yes. Um, it's, it also helps to treat acne, insects, insect bites. Wow. Um, it's supposed to help reduce gas. It has anti-aging properties. So yeah, Magic that's why people are hopping on top of that. Yeah, for that's sure. That's great. So, yeah. Well, I just turned to the pecan pie. Oh yeah, that one's pretty I good just, too. I feel like this book, if listeners buy it and just make the stuff from the very beginning, just start, just do like one every other night or something. So you don't feel overwhelmed by it, but I mean, or do one every night if that's your thing. But I mean, it's just sort of so fun to sort, it, it helps you get to know these different ingredients that you're putting into everything and also helps you work with some milks you might not have worked with before. Like I personally don't love hemp milk, but I would totally do it in the, which recipe did we talk about that you said it was in? Yeah, that was in the cake batter one. I would totally, because I'm like, she did it for a reason, so I would totally do it. Um, and then this one, in the pecan pie one, you're even giving a recipe to make your own homemade pecan milk. So we're, we're getting little yeah. tips and tricks like this in the book as well, which is why I was saying I think it's great these pages have been, the space has been given over to more sort of practical information rather than just this like same old again, like, well, heat up the milk and then add the ingredients. That's really great. Yeah. Um, my husband and I... Well, my husband is crazy for anything white chocolate raspberry, and it just so happens you do have a white chocolate raspberry moon milk in this book, and we made it last night in anticipation of chatting today. Um, and I love the golden milk, and and really every recipe in this book, it's easy, just like that one. It's it's unsweetened uh, coconut milk. I'm saying the golden milk was easy, and this uh, white chocolate raspberry was easy. This one, the white chocolate raspberry, was unsweetened coconut milk, freeze-dried raspberries, maple syrup, vanilla, and cacao butter i got the freeze-dried raspberries at target you know some people are like i can't get those i can't get the freeze-dried yeah. <laughs> target has like a whole selection of them now they do which is so great to see they it was so funny i went though i was i was like okay i need freeze-dried raspberries and then i was like oh but i could get cherries oh but i could get cranberries and i was like stick to the raspberries and you'll get the other ones when you get to them yeah um and everything in this again it was just the right amount uh it was just the right amount of it was decadent and that's what i love about these recipes i've tried they never go overboard but but they're just right in terms of flavor and balance and offer that sort of like just a comforting feeling before you go to bed. It, 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 was, it was really nice. Um, and David really enjoyed it too. It was the perfect amount of white chocolate and raspberry form. And we got that white chocolate taste from the cacao butter, of course. So again, yeah, with that. perfect. Yeah. So glad to hear that. Thank you. Oh yeah. Tasty, tasty. Well, let's wrap <laughs> this up by telling listeners what your absolute, if you can do it, pick a baby from the book, what your absolute favorite moon milk is from the book. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't want to make do, the other babies mad. <laughs> <laughs> if you have to do more than one, you're welcome to, but no pressure either. Okay. I think I think I might go with the carrot cake. All right. That's great. That, I think the surprise factor alone kind of like just keeps that one stuck in my mind, you know? So good. Do you remember so, yeah. what your first, what, what like the first moon milk was that you did on your blog? 
Yeah. So the first, the very first one, I do actually have one recipe on my blog. I think it's in the book too. It's the pink pitaya. So pitaya is... It is. Um, I turned to it. It was a gorgeous picture. Yeah. It's dragon fruit. So that was the first one. And I had no clue what essentially what moon milk was. Um, and so that kind of like got my feet wet. It kind of introduced me to moon milk, but um, obviously again, it's pink. So I loved it. But um, And so that was my first one and I wanted to include that in the book. So um, so yeah, so that was the first one. And then I did the unicorn. That was the next one I did. And then the whole book came. So I love that. That's great. Yeah. Well, let's uh, start wrapping up here with a book brag. Book brag. If you can tell me something that you're most proud of when it comes to the book, a humble book book brag, if you will. A humble book brag. Okay. So, well, I love that I took all the photos myself, and I'm very grateful that the publisher let me do that um, because I love color and I obviously love photography. So. Um, that's not really a brag, I guess, but I get so, okay, here, I have a brag for you. Okay, so, <laughs> um, so I remember I received the email from the publisher to do this book when I was sitting in the waiting room of my OBGYN. I was five months pregnant with my daughter, um, already had my son. And I was like, okay, is this like a real, is this like real? Um, and so, so I like, you know, kept reading, reading through it and I like replied and then I kept getting replies and I was so nervous to agree to do this project knowing that my second child was on the way sure. and the timing worked out where like I was going to have to give birth kind of like in the middle of the project, but I just trusted that the timing was right. And so I agreed. And so I finished the book up about a month after my daughter was born and shout out to my husband for like three weeks. I was like, I just need three weeks to finish this. Like you have to like take over. (laughs) Wow. But so I'm pretty darn proud of myself for having a baby in the middle of the book. I'm proud of you for that. It's amazing (laughs) how this happens, right? Rains, it pours all these things coming at you and you're like, oh, this opportunity, I want it. Uh, Congratulations. That is something to definitely be proud of. I think if it were like a book that required like some in-depth like recipes, I mean, these were, and of course, hello, extra sleep with a newborn. I was like, heck yeah, give them, <laughs> give me, give me all of these moon milks. I need them myself. So, so anyway, so I, I, I kind of apprehensively agreed, but I'm so glad that he did. I'm so grateful for the opportunity. And I think that it turned out really good. I hope that it's helping a lot of people kind of relax and, and rest and, Yeah, I bet it is. And I think this is a different kind of book, too, which I really love about it. And that's why I wanted to have you on. It's so, you know, I talk about vegan food so much and the best tofu scramble and the mac and cheese and the yada, yada, yada. And I was like, like, no, I want (laughs) to chat with her about this, like, you know, relaxing moon milk. So I'm so glad you put it out, too. It really is a gorgeous book. Thank you. Yeah, I've gotten some good feedback from people who have tried it. and uh, say that it's helping them. So I'm. That's Perfect. at the end of the day. That's that's what I'm. That's what I'm happy to hear. That's why so you do what you yeah. do. Well, let's exactly. take you on your daily. Uh, your baker's dozen rapid fire here. Are you ready for some questions? Oh boy. Okay. I hope I don't mess up. <laughs> <laughs> There's no messing up. It's not possible. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Number one. What's the moon milk you think you've consumed the most? Oh, probably the pink vitaya. All right. And what's the biggest gluten free? recipe development flop you've ever had oh gosh there's too many to count (laughs) is there one that Um, sticks out for you where it was just a disaster and you were like come on you know what there's not necessarily a gluten-free one but i cannot make macaroons or meringue 
and kisses for the life of me. I don't know what it is. I have a feeling you're going to get there one day. So we're going to, we're going to revisit this once you succeed. We will. Cause I am very determined. Yes. I was like, I'm getting that sense from you that you're going to figure it out. So I'm not, I'm not worried about it, but okay. That's a good answer. Now what's your biggest gluten-free recipe development success? Would you say something you worked at really hard and finally it came to fruition and you're like, yes, that's it. I think honestly, like any kind of like cakes, like, because (laughs) I mean, gluten-free cake is, or cupcakes, like I tried, okay, so, well, I can't say that yet, but maybe for an upcoming (laughs) project that I have, I tried to make this one cupcake like five times and I finally got it. So that's probably it. I would say that. There, see, mm-hmm. I know it's it's gluten free. That's why I had to ask. I knew there had to be yeah. something there in in your past there with developing all these recipes. Yeah. Uh, favorite activity with the family. Favorite activity with the family. Well, it's a little different <laughs> lately, but um, you know we really love going to the park when it's nice and warm sure. out, and flying the kite, and we just really love being outside and and doing things as a family outdoors. Do so. you like being outdoors as a family in the winter? Are you good with snow as well? No, 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 no. That's <laughs> that's a that's a daddy job. That's got you. Um, my, okay. My my husband and son they like to go outside there and play go. and be okay. cold. But as a whole family, off, we're but, waiting yeah. for the warm weather then. Flying. <laughs> yes. I got it. Yes. <laughs> uh, food on a tiny spoon or a skewer? Oh. Mm, probably a t- probably a tiny spoon. Aha! And pancakes or waffles. Oh, waffles for sure. Nice. Favorite spice to cook with? I love cinnamon. Mm, me too. Favorite yeah. vegetable? Favorite vegetable? I think avocados are technically a fruit, aren't I think they? You're right. Yes. Okay. So, favorite vegetable? Does do sweet potatoes count? Yeah, let's do that. I like it. Okay. And I like I th- sweet potatoes. Me too. I think you're gonna have the answer for the next one right away. Then, what's your favorite fruit? Oh, uh, hmm, avocado. There you go. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you could live in any country, where would you live? Oh, any country. You know, I visited Italy when I was in college mm. and my, my, um, my grandparents are from Sicily and the food there is amazing. It's so good. I've been there it's too. It's so fantastic. good. So I honestly, just based on the food alone, I might have to say Italy. Mm-hmm. But, I support you 100%. Yeah. Or <laughs> Australia. I've been to Australia too, and that was just gorgeous. That's so on my I don't know. List. I can't wait. Yeah. One day. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear though that you liked it. Oh, uh, I loved it. Yeah. A TV game show you think you would excel at? Oh. Mm. <laughs> TV game show. Uh, definitely not Jeopardy. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I'm like I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, oh. You know, I always like to watch Ellen's Game of Games because it's right. so fun. I, yeah. I don't know if I would excel at it, but I, I'm pretty good at answering the questions. So. Well, but you'd have a good time at least. So that's, Oh, for sure. That, yeah. That's considered a success. Uh, what's your most used emoji? Most used emoji. <laughs> um, I would probably say a heart, honestly. I use a heart almost every time I reply to somebody on Instagram. They're nice. probably like, stop doing that. But. <laughs> Mine's a green heart. I, I, when I started doing the vegan roadie stuff and all that, my, it's always yeah. I'm like, my, that's going to be like my signature green heart. Green heart. Yeah, I love Unless it. It works. Uh, and your last question, as a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? 
Oh, you know, I wanted to be, so there's three things I wanted to be. I wanted to be a singer Nice. and I wanted to be a doctor and, or a lawyer. You're going to be very busy no matter what you did. I was going to be very busy (laughs) (laughs) and I am very busy with my blog. And this is something I never thought I would ever do. It's so funny how life just leads you on these different paths and I absolutely adore it and i hope i can do it forever we hope you can too and i appreciate your time so much that is your uh baker's dozen of rapid fire questions i'm loving this book and i can't wait to keep sipping my way through it please tell everyone where they can find you on social media and beyond yes so my blog is um www.healthylittlevittles that's with a v.com and uh, that's the name of my Instagram handle, Healthy Little Vittles. So you can find me there. I'm also on Facebook, Twitter. Um, Instagram is definitely uh, my favorite platform. Um, and so uh, I'm always on there. So you can definitely reach out there. You can email me through my blog. And yeah. Perfect. And I have a feeling we haven't seen the last of you in terms of your contribution to the uh, literary world. Is there any chance you're working on another book we can look forward to? I think there might be a chance. Yes. <laughs> yes, no. I've uh, I've made the announcement, so I will I will share with you all first that Please. yes, I'm working on I'm working on another book, and it is going to be very sweet. That's a hint. All right, all right. I love <laughs> it. I can't wait. That's fantastic. Yeah. Hopefully, you'll come back and chat with us again. It's Absolutely. Been great to have you on. I can't wait for the next book. Thank you so much. Let's have you back and we'll chat more about it. Have a great night, Gina. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much for having me and thanks for listening, everyone. Moon milk for days. Four days. For days, for days. What a fun little topic this is. I love it. And what a delight Gina is. I can't wait for her to keep coming out with more beautiful books. Hopefully her photography is stunning. stunning. And the recipes are so easy too. So she's a name to keep an eye out for sure uh, in the book world. And and as she gives us more, I'm just really hoping. So And, and again, it's uh, Instagram is healthy little vittles. And I love, love, love it. Great photos. Fun well, to look at. So great. And like... You know, simple recipes, because obviously, like, minimal ingredients, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and it's just mm-hmm. kind of about the time. And and again, like, when we did it, it was the ritual of, like, those three nights that we kind of, like, did yeah. it in a row. Yeah. It was the ritual of, like, making it and, you know, steeping and then sitting and kind of, like, enjoying yeah. it before bed was kind of, like, a nice little... A fun little um, extra nice little to the treat. book. Yeah, nice a, nice, a nice little sort of like calm. If it, It'd be a good routine to get into in, in your evenings. I can't imagine we'll ever get into a routine like that because we're just all over the place. Just but crazy. But, it is nice for us every now and then. But let's get to the real Dustin's dish. Let's get to the... As opposed to the fake Dustin's dish. As opposed dish. to the fake Dustin's those dish. Those phonies out don't, there. Don't believe those fake phonies those out there with the phonies. Dustin's dish. The fake Dustin's dish. Oh, well, my God. Let's chat pepper. Let's do it. Oh, oh my okay. God. Uh, well, so listen, in my books, I refrain from ever telling a home cook to use freshly cr- fresh, blah, 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 freshly cracked pepper. Uh, the reason for that is not all of you have pepper grinders at home, right? And if you don't, that's okay. But I wanted to explain this a bit to you. First off, if a recipe calls for freshly cracked pepper and you don't have a pepper grinder and you only have pre-ground black pepper, use that. It'll be fine. You're going to be okay. It'll be fine. It's going to be fine. 
the difference, so here's oh, the difference is that freshly cracked pepper is like a little fruity and bright, and it adds a bit more depth to dishes than pre-ground pepper. But pre-ground pepper is still pepper, so don't stress it. And use what you got. Uh, I bring this up because before I wrote my first book, I was chatting with another author and she was upset the publisher wouldn't let her say freshly cracked pepper in her book and because they wanted it to be accessible. The publisher wanted it to be accessible for the home cook. And I actually held on to that. And I, I agreed with the publisher in that notion because at the same time, you know, there's like a gravy in my new book. And I note that if you have a pepper grinder, this is a great place to put it to use. So like there's places where you can, you can always use freshly cracked pepper if you have it. I just, I just wanted to like take the stress out of that for people. Right. Cause I feel like some people, when they're just getting into cooking, they might see a list of ingredients and be like, Oh my God, I don't have that. I only have this. And it's like, use the thing that you got. And then if you feel like getting invested later on, like go for it. Or they get kind of like the basic kind of like salt and peppers that yeah. you get, like, you know, with the spice aisle. And, yeah. You know, and that's okay. One more step can really overwhelm people. Yeah. Even, yeah. even smaller stuff. So, exactly. So I say use the pepper, pepper you got. Use it. Use it. Cooking you gotta is. Use what you got. Before what you, before what you got. Uh, listen, cooking isn't that serious. Have fun and don't sweat the small stuff, okay? Oh, but most importantly, besides pepper, rate review and subscribe oh, that would don't be so lovely every time don't we but we really really mean it um so we're still you know new we're still virginal in the podcast game. wow sorry um so please rate review and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts yes that would be Keep lovely and uh some of you have actually asked if we'll be doing an episode on my new book epic vegan <laughs> quick and easy and the answer is yes absolutely <laughs> of course uh David will be interviewing me so you can hear all sorts of fun behind the scenes things about it. And you'll get David for a full episode, which is going to be lovely. The pressure. Are you excited? I am. I'm like a pressure cooker. Are you just about to go off? Just about to. I'm very excited that you're going to be doing a full episode. Um, So that's going to be out in the next few weeks. In the meantime, remember, you can pre-order Epic Vegan Quick and Easy everywhere books are sold. And if you submit your proof proof of purchase at veganroadie.com, you get a free ebook with extra recipes that didn't fit into the book a little epic extras ebook so that's it for us this week come back next week for some more tidbits until then keep on cooking and remember it's nice to be nice this has been a muzzy cat production